Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Lot to talk about here today. Unfortunately, not on a good day in Philadelphia. The Eagles get smacked down in Dallas, 33-13. Non-competitive, as the game and the score sound just by hearing it that way. It wasn't competitive. In the second half, you know, you just never thought the Eagles were going to mount a comeback. And really, from the jump of the game, I never thought the Eagles were going to win that football game. Really, really disheartening performance. And now it's two in a row. And now we got to face facts in this Eagles team. All of those questions that were there, they were all more than justified. This team was fortunate, and that word luck that put them out to a 10-in-1 word, you, you could get all your emotions over it, but it's reality now because they do not look like a team that is great at all. They can't get off the field on third down. They can't move the football consistently and put it in the end zone on offense. The turnover bug has now come to get them. I don't believe this is a well-coached football team right now. It is a mess. And before I get into blame game, I'll give you the five biggest you know, culprits in this loss uh, to the Cowboys. Uh, there's going to be an assumption this week at Philadelphia that the Eagles are going to turn a switch and they are going to win their final four games and be no worse than the number two seats to win the NFC East. And I think that is a very, very lofty assumption. When you surrender... on third down, you can lose to anyone in the NFL. If the Eagles think they're going to just walk into Seattle next week and win because, oh, Seattle's not as good as Dallas or or San Francisco or Buffalo, they got another thing coming. And if they think they'll just waltz to the final three victories of the season because the Giants and Arizona aren't very good, the Eagles aren't a great football team. They're a good football team that is, is very flawed in a lot of areas. So I don't believe the NFC East is a lock by any stretch. Last night invigorated the Cowboys to believe they are on this level. And they see, they could see what's in front of them here. Now, I don't know if they're going to be capable of winning all these games. Very, very difficult stretch. But I think they're going to beat Buffalo on Sunday. I think they'll beat the Lions in their building. They'll beat Washington the last week of the season. We're going to have to hope for... If the Eagles are going to drop one more game, we're going to have to hope Dallas loses to Miami on Christmas Eve. Otherwise, the NFCs could go kaboop out. All right, let's get to the blame game here. The five biggest sources of blame for me for the loss. Number one, and it's by a lot, is Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. I, I don't think this guy's doing a good job. He has not have this team ready week in, week out. They are unprepared to start the game. They're not matching the intensity or the focus of the opponent week in, week out. And it's getting to the point now where it, it, the deficits are becoming insurmountable. I mean, you, you're down 10 to the Niners. You're down 18 to the Cowboys. You might as well just pack it up and go home. You're not coming back in that football game. It's one thing to do it, you know, with smoke and mirrors, you know, for a couple weeks there and really pull rabbits out of your hat. But that's not a way to win in the NFL. And consistently, his team is, is on the losing end of the first half of the game. They're terrible on third down. Situationally, they haven't been good. And I just think Sirianni's offense is so blah and vanilla. 
without Shane Steichen here, it looks like 2021. It reminds me of the offense 2021. It's, it's not good. The more creative offense in that field last night belonged to Mike McCarthy. You know, we always hear that Sirianni, this is his offense. He, he designs it. Well, redesign it because this offense isn't very good right now. Though that crosser on the third and nine late in the game, the fourth down, the fourth down, excuse me, was so unimaginative unimaginative this offense is nothing but screen plays and deep shots down the field wide receiver screens and deep shots down the field it's got to change and it has to change quickly here they you know look the eagles at this point now the the only thing they did well last night was a fake punt only thing they did well was a fake punt i mean really that's it i mean we're talking about a team now that has lost back-to-back games by a combined what? They lost by 23 to the Niners. They lost by 20 to the Cowboys. A combined 43 points over the last two weeks. It's really just rough. And it's getting worse. That, that's, that's the worst part. And then you throw this in. In the last two minutes before halftime this season, the Eagles have allowed 64 points, the most in the NFL. Situationally, they're not very good. Offensively, they're not very good. Defensively, there's no answers. This is not a well-coached football team. Too many penalties last night. You know, that pick play, which that has to be a play where it is timed. It has to be a play where it is practiced. The fact that they're still getting penalties on that. They've been doing this since his first year here, Sirianni. It, it is really unfortunate to watch this because I don't think this coach has the answers right now. I don't think he has any semblance of the answers right now. All right, blame game number two for this loss last night to the Dallas Cowboys is Jalen Hurts. Look, you cannot, we, we can't call him the best quarterback in the league or second best quarterback or the MVP or whatever the, all these things we throw at him. And then he gets outplayed in back-to-back weeks by other quarterbacks in his conference in the biggest games. Last week, the best quarterback on the field was Brock Purdy and it wasn't close. Last night, the best quarterback on the field was Dak Prescott and it wasn't close. I, I thought last night Jalen Hurts Threw the ball better than he did last week. He had some shots down the field that really were this close to hitting. Devontae and A.J. probably should have caught one. There's a drop here. Some of the fumbles by his wide receivers are not his fault, obviously, and his numbers could have looked a lot better if things went a little bit differently. But that fumble in the first quarter set the tone for the entire game. He cannot fumble that football. And we are now very far into the season And the turnovers just continue to add up. It's too many turnovers. Jalen Hurts, I believe, has had one game this year. One where he didn't fumble the football and or throw an interception. I'm sorry. That's not good enough. It's not good enough for the money he got. It's not good enough for the player we know he can be. It's not at the level he was last year. I don't want to hear how he's progressed. I don't want to hear it. He's he's regressed in terms of turning the football over, and that is a big part of winning and losing games. He's not protected the football well enough, and, and that's just not who he showed us he was in his first couple years as a starter. It's got to change, and it's got to change fast. Jalen Hurts certainly to blame. I will also blame all of the stars last night. I thought as a, as a group, and we know who the Eagles' stars are, I thought they stunk last night. I thought they didn't meet the moment that the Cowboys stars did. Dak met the moment. Parsons met the moment. Bland met the moment. Gilmore met the moment. Their stars met the moment. Odigizua is becoming a star of their defensive tackle. Met the moment. Lawrence met the moment. You know, their receivers, Lamb, Ferguson becoming a star. They met the moment. 
The Eagles stars did not. A.J. Brown dropping a fumble, didn't meet the moment. Devontae Smith dropping a fumble, did not meet the moment. Lane Johnson, penalty, did not meet the moment. Whole offensive line, didn't meet the moment. Jalen Hurts, didn't meet the moment. Defensively, Reddick and Sweat, invisible, didn't meet the moment. And I'll tell you what, these two corners on the outside, I'm losing my mind with these guys. I'm losing my mind. Bradbury is so close to cooked. You could, you could, it's like toast burning. You could smell it. This guy, every play he's beat. And Darius Slay has to be the biggest me guy in the NFL. He's got to be. I mean, to, to run your phone and retweet something about, about a bad call on you, dude, you got, your team got cooked again. No one cares about Darius Slay's stats except Darius Slay. It is gross. He did it after the Super Bowl about how the pass defense wasn't at fault. Dude, the other quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, in the Super Bowl had one incompletion in the second half, and he chose to throw that ball out of bounds. You got cooked. You and your unit got cooked. Have some responsibility. Have some pride in a team, not just yourself. There's a reason Darius Lay lost a lot of football games when he was in Detroit, because the guy does not have a winning mentality. It is embarrassing to watch that kind of stuff. Totally and completely embarrassing. Blame number, where are we at? We're on four? Yeah, let's blame number four. Fourth biggest reason the Eagles dropped that game last night to the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll make this one very simple. It's on Howie Roseman. You know, we don't usually blame GMs in in the NFL game to game. We blame them, you know, off-season to off-season, what they did right, what they did wrong, a big picture. But the picture is big enough here. Howie screwed up his decision-making in the off-season. He absolutely 1,000% did in a lot of ways off of the Super Bowl. He bet on the two corners to stay good into their 30s, and they are declining. Big, big, big mistake. He did not re-sign young, you know, emerging starters that could play a little bit on his defense. TJ Edwards having a Pro Bowl year. Marcus Epps is a solid player. Either of them, either of them would be upgrades right now, Okay. And all we have is a revolving door at linebacker, at safety. The corner situation is a complete and total mess. The young guys he drafted are not ready or signed with between Ricks and Ringo. The depth behind Avante Maddox needed to be stellar because Avante Maddox does not stay healthy. It has not been stellar. It's been terrible at the nickel corner. He made a lot of bets, and the bets have not paid off. And I'll go to one more that just it kind of ties back in here because I understand he only had so much cap space to use. He paid $16 million for a center when he had drafted a center in the second round last year. You think CJ, GJ, Epps, Edwards would look better on this defense if they were here? They probably could have afforded those guys. Or if you want Kelsey back and you don't want to go that route, okay, you want to bring him back because Jason Kelsey, which I think 99% of people would have been and obviously still are on board with. Well, then maybe get rid of one of your corners and draft a corner instead of Jalen Carter. I mean, there's got to be different ways to do this. There's got to be different ways to build a defense than they built this season. It's not good enough. And the depth at edge rusher clearly isn't what it was because they're not rotating these guys as much, and they're gassed now. They're not showing as much burst down the stretch of games as they did this time last year. Really, I think how we messed some things up here and... It flew under the radar because they were winning football games. And the last one, and you know I'm not an excuse guy, but it is my final reason the Eagles played so poorly on Sunday Night Football against the Cowboys, the schedule. I, I think, 
you know, maybe early in the season, a team off a bye or 10 days, it's not as big of a deal. Late in the season, it really, you could see how big of a deal it was. I, I thought last night or yesterday afternoon, one of the biggest reasons why the Bills controlled that game until the end and, and obviously everything happened with the ref and, and Tony and Mahomes losing his mind was because the Bills were off a bye. I think it's so significant, those teams that get the late bye or the late 10 days versus the teams that don't. It, it matters. And the Eagles are coming off a very long stretch, difficult stretch, and the last two opponents had, had significantly extra rest in them. It mattered. The, the Cowboys look like the fresher team. So I'm not going to use the Doc Rivers schedule loss thing, but that played a role. Are the Eagles playing good football right now? No. You know, listen to me on this show, on this podcast, and of course, the WIP Midday Show. Have I thought the Eagles are a great team all year? I haven't. I've made that very clear. This is not a great football team. Because great football teams don't get blown out back-to-back weeks like that. They just don't. They may lose back-to-back weeks. They don't get their doors blown off like that. And this team's been outgained like, you know, for a month and a half now. Every game. They're not a great team. But I do think the schedule played into what happened here against the Dallas Cowboys. I think it played into what happened against San Francisco 49ers. And I think it's played into why they look like they look. Now, the extra day, I think, will give them a little help. Now, of course, it also helps Geno Smith get healthier for that Seahawks game. So I think that will even itself out next week where it's like, okay, yeah, we get an extra day. But Geno, who I th- think probably was close to playing yesterday, I would expect, unless there's a setback, Geno Smith's going to take the field next Monday night in basically a, a must win for the Seahawks and their playoff chances. So I, I think he'll be on the field next Monday, which kind of mitigates the Eagles getting this extra day to kind of lick their wounds before they take a long flight, long flight to you know Dallas, back home, long flight to Seattle sometime next week. So I think that will all even itself out. But the reality is this. This team has, trouble, has issues right now. Their third down defense is atrocious. Their sack percentage, considering how much money they've put in to pass rush and resources when you look at first-round picks, is atrocious. Their secondary is atrocious. Kevin Bayard is is so Golden Tate, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Where he came with his amazing track record and he can't make a play. I mean, every time I'm watching Kevin Bayard, he's getting dragged down the field by a running back eight yards down the field, or or you know, a step late in coverage to a tight end or a receiver over the middle of the field. This guy can't make a play. He can't make a play. Tough times right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. They got a week to regroup and try to figure this out. I wish I believed. I really do wish I believed the head coach had the answers right now. I don't think he does. This head coach strikes me more and more every day as a guy who doesn't really understand play calling an offense, and he was really propped up by Shane Steichen on that side of the football, and a guy that holistically, overall, does not know how to get more out of this team than he's gotten so far. Otherwise, he would have. I mean, he said, he said, I don't have a magic answer. I'm not looking for magic, Nick. I'm looking for a win. I'm looking for get back you know, on track here. Let's get this thing together. Ugly, ugly football by the Philadelphia Eagles in Dallas on Sunday night. They're 10-3. and three. They're currently the five seed in the NFC. Oh, boy. We got a lot to talk about on the Midday Show. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We will talk very soon. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, let's try to get through this Monday post-Cowboys loss.